Hello, and thanks for stopping by Combos with Chloe. My name is Chloe M. Gooden, author, mentor, and speaker, and founder of Chloe M. Gooden Ministries. We focus on leading women to healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ, and house the ministries her worth the sorrow of rubies and after miscarriage. On Combos with Chloe, we discuss topics on breakups, divorce, dating, relationships, miscarriage, faith, identity in Christ, and more. I hope you are able to attain healing, guidance, and hope on our podcast to help you experience a fulfilling life on earth and a beautiful life in heaven. To find out more about Chloe M. Gooden Ministries, you can visit www.chloemgooden.com and I hope to speak to you soon. Hello and welcome to Convos with Chloe. So today we're going to talk about how to recognize, handle, and recover and ultimately heal from toxic and abusive relationships, whether in dating, marriage, and or co-parenting relationships. So I brought on a guest today, a very special guest, to help me talk about this topic, to give you some insight on the different spectrum, different types of relationships. And we really hope that throughout this podcast of part one and part two, that you're able to receive insight and hopefully gain freedom, strength, and be able to heal and ultimately recover and go into the life God has called you to be in, which is experiencing a beautiful life on earth and as always, eternity in heaven. Be back with you in just a second. Just wanted to say thanks so much for the reviews on the podcast and the listens. I love reading some feedback from you all. And please don't ever hesitate to also ask questions and it could possibly be answered on the podcast. Continue to leave reviews and share that helps other people to find the podcast. And hopefully within the ministry, we'll be able to help people more and more. So once again, I appreciate it. And I hope you continue to enjoy Convos with Chloe. All right, so welcome back. So as I said, today we have a special guest. I'm so glad she reached out to me. Her name is Michelle Donnelly. You want to say hi, Michelle? Hey, how is everybody? (laughs) Michelle is awesome. So like we connected automatically. It's nothing like when you meet people of kindred spirits. And Mm -hmm. I am so excited to have her on Converse on Chloe today. She is a single mother of three. She got the trio Mm -hmm. going on over there and firmly (laughs) believes that women can discover a life of peace, power, and purpose as they journey with God through brokenness and heartbreak you see why I have her on here she just matches like everything I'm, I'm over here wanting to do too mm-hmm. <laughs> her passion for single mothers led her to develop an online resource community for single moms called agape moms she's also the producer host of the christian single moms podcast and author of seeing hope and healing for single moms you can learn more about her on agape moms or visiting www.agapemoms.com would you like to say anything michelle to the audience well i'm just we get it going? I'm so excited to be on today with you chloe and i know that you and i both have the same heart when it comes to this subject that we want to empower women who yeah. might be listening today. So mm-hmm. as we're talking, if you're listening and, and things are clicking and, mm-hmm. or maybe even not clicking and, but you're just <laughs> curious, we have been in those places, been in those places that 
there's some clarity and confusion that kind of comes all at the same time. And we just, we are praying for you as we have this conversation. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. We really are. We pray beforehand, all of that. Um, Just because we know how much these types of relationships affect your life. Um, I know even in my life, it seems like, you know, even platonic, but mostly definitely intimate relationships, they really can throw off your life if they're not good ones, if it's a Mm -hmm. negative relationship. And, you know, that's part of kind of what me and Michelle was talking about as well is just the fact that, that, you know, God, he desires for us to have healthy, loving, uplifting relationships. When the opposite of that is happening, something is going on. And I do want to say before we start, if you are married, listening to this and some things come up that are like, man, that sounds like my husband. I need to leave. That is not what we're saying. (laughs) It's not what we're saying. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to say go draw divorce papers because Chloe and Michelle said that you are abusive. No, Mm -hmm. that is not what we're saying. Please, like she said, you're listening. Things are clicking. Pray seek guidance, seek help. Um, So I will say that everything that we go over, all of us as humans do have a tendency to probably do like one or two naturally. Uh, Would would you say that, Michelle? I'd say that there are times where we might do something that can be considered abusive. For an entire relationship dynamic to be considered abusive, though, this is a repetitive thing where there's no repentance or change or remorse over a pattern of time. Yes, that is the key. If the entire relationship is kind of categorized based off of the things we go over, and like mm-hmm. she said, there's no repentance, there's no remorse, um, then that's something you need to look at. Um, and like we said, we'll go over a little bit more towards the end, towards how to deal with it if you're in those situations. But please know um, that, yes, some of the things you probably have even done before, <laughs> like as you're listening to them, but like mm-hmm. she said, it's different if you're remorseful of it, you have a relationship with God and you're trying to correct that and you um, have a heart that is willing to be changed and molded. So as I said before in the beginning, the introduction, that this is all about how to recognize and prevent and recover from toxic and abusive relationships, not only as a single woman um, in regards to dating, but also if you are married and also co-parenting relationships, I'm so excited to have mm-hmm. Michelle on here for that. You know, I have had a child, but it was stillborn. I'm a motherly, um, excuse me, heavenly mom. You know, mm-hmm. she's an earthly mom and has to deal with I'm assuming an ex-spouse. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yes. you know, I know that some of you all have asked me questions and that or, and about that. And I'm real big on like, I prefer to bring in people with experience because you can say a lot about what you will and won't do. And you really don't know until you're in the situation. I'm really a big believer mm-hmm. of that. So I'm glad to have her for that. So we first though, before we even get into like how to deal with it and the different types We want to talk about how to recognize the personality type in dating. Um, Also, if you are married or in a situation right now, because I think a lot of it is that we don't even see it coming. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure if anybody started off with these behaviors that we go on, you wouldn't even date them. You wouldn't even marry them, right? Right. And the the whole thing is it's meant to kind of throw you off balance and, and to confuse you. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't, we think that an abusive person is going to be someone you can just see walking down the street. And it usually turns out to be the complete opposite where mm-hmm. it's someone who's 
very smooth or very charming or just seems to be like an all around great citizen. And then (laughs) there's some things that start to pop up these red flags that sort of look funny, but, but Hey, no, this is a good, this is a good guy. And then the pattern sort of goes around and around and around. And before you know it, you're not really sure what you're dealing with or who this person is and what you're in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, kind of goes back to the whole thing that, you know, God is not an author of confusion and definitely mm-hmm. not deception. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big part of the personality and the, uh, what they will try to do in the beginning is they are going to come off as good. They're going to come off good for you. Um, mm-hmm. Even in my experience dealing with a narcissistic partner, they come, their control, you may actually mistaking it for them being a provider mm-hmm. or, um, oh, he cares about me so much because right. he's trying to control your every move. And it looks like it's out of care. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget. I think it was Terry Cruz, whatever, but they made the comment about, you know, like you cannot control and love at the same time. That's right. It is mm-hmm. two different things because control is self-seeking. It's all about having that person in your will and what right. you want them to do. That is never of God because you should be in God's will. And God is the person that is the author and finisher of your faith in your life. So if a person is coming in trying to control you, they basically are trying to play God. And we know that we do not supposed to allow people to do that. Right. Um, so, Yeah. And it's very undercover, I'll say. Like you, you made a great point that it's supposed to kind of look like it's good for you. And it might mm-hmm. even be things like picking out clothes for you mm-hmm. or picking out your hairstyle, which kind of friends you're hanging out with, activities that you're doing. And sometimes it can even be that this kind of looks like jealousy. Yeah. But, and at some point you might feel flattered by that, but right. it's, it becomes a pattern that becomes incredibly oppressive over time to the point where you're not even sure how to express yourself or what you like. And even maybe for fear of doing the things that you like, because it might make this person upset at you. Oh my goodness. Yes. I experienced that, Mm -hmm. but you know what? I'm going to wait on my story till we get there. (laughs) Uh, Cause yes, you will, you'll think, I mean, like normal things that you would do all the time, they have a problem with it Mm -hmm. and you're thrown off. Um, And especially when you're married, Uh, I think, especially as women, because, you know, in the Christian realm, we hear more about the, you know, being submissive and et cetera. And it's such a hard thing. I feel like a dynamic to decipher when it's abusive, because you're like, well, I'm supposed to be led by him. I'm supposed to follow him. So if my spouse does not want me to do A, B, and C, you know, like that's hard to figure out. And hopefully we can help you all kind of see what's healthy and what's not. Um, but the number one thing we want to go over is recognizing the personality types, some of the behaviors with it. So some of these, you will probably have to look up on your own. Like we will probably be here for like an hour if we went over yes, every single, <laughs> yeah, we yes. are. And I do want to say too, I am not a psychologist mm-hmm. now, you know, I am not a psychologist now. <laughs> right now we have experience and, you know, I have a degree in communication and interpersonal, So I know about a lot of this stuff and can talk about it, but please do not think we are psychiatrists. However, some type of uh, personalities you probably have heard before about a narcissistic personality. You also have borderline personality disorder, histrionic, and also paranoid. Um, I'm pretty sure, as far as I remember, Michelle, you deal with the narcissistic personality before. 
We talk a lot on my podcast about narcissistic abuse. And I think the important thing to know there is there's really two kinds. And so the first one is overt narcissism, which is someone who's going to be a huge personality, really kind of grandiose, maybe sort of flashy, um, and maybe very outwardly controlling, outwardly yelling, harassing, berating, that kind of thing. The covert narcissist is the other type. And that might be a person who's actually a little more reserved, a little more quiet or soft-spoken, but they're tending to maybe have more of an emphasis on things being perfect or just so, or their way and having mm -hmm. a lot of control in that. Yeah. And often with that sort of abuse, it may not be kind of this screaming yelling match sort of thing, but it might be more of this making you doubt your reality mm -hmm. in side remarks and snide comments. So mm -hmm. things like, are you really going to wear that? Right. <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's important to know that it, it's not really one size fits all. You know, there are some different approaches to this, but Basically, the overall emphasis is to eradicate your individuality and yourself as a person yes. and to consume you in that way so that they have the spotlight and the attention always on them, whether it's because of their big personality or whether because you're constantly walking on eggshells not to set them off. Oh, um, been there. Yeah. So, so having an understanding, though, that there's a couple of different ways that this shows up makes it easier to identify really what's going on. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm so glad you went over two types because sometimes we do think that, yeah. you know, it has to kind of be shown like exactly in this way. Um, and it's not necessarily true. And a lot of the narcissism behind that, you'll see as she said, it's like this selfishness, this self-importance, arrogance. They mm -hmm. are important. They know everything. Mm -hmm. They are it. Mm -hmm. You are not it. And they want to make sure that you know that you're not it and whether they do it overtly or like she said, they kind of do it secretly inadvertently, that's their goal. Um, and a lot of it is that control. And I will say too, you have to really watch. Um, uh, one thing I've noticed with narcissistic people is that they struggle being with or around very confident partners, very confident mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. If you are very confident in yourself, you may bring out that narcissism even more because mm -hmm. they're insecure already. Right. So you come in and you're like, no, I know who I am, et cetera. They may try to come a different way if they feel like they can gain something from you. Um, totally. That's a big part of the narcissistic people. They're very selfish and everything is about how can I use you, mm -hmm. your gifts and your weaknesses, because they will play on your weaknesses. They know what you were get. Right. Um, and then they will try to use that to bring them up. Well, and the most confusing thing I think too, is that you can have both. You can have times where they prop you up and put you on a pedestal and you're so incredible and I can't believe I'm with you and that kind of thing. And then if you do something that displeases them, it can be the complete opposite where it's, yes. you are the worst. I can't believe I'm with you. Mm -hmm. You trick me, you, you know, lots of blaming and that kind of stuff. And we'll get into, you know, the symptoms of that, but that yeah, is it looks sometimes like where you'll, where it's so confusing is you'll have both. And so mm -hmm. it's hard to know what do I believe about what this person thinks about me I when know. they say both? <laughs> and what's crazy is that it's an actually crazy cycle because what happens is they'll use the, you are so amazing and you are so smart, yada, 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 yada. Mm -hmm. So when it flips and they start critiquing you, 
you start desiring that approval again from them. Yeah. And then you start basically working yourself like crazy mm-hmm. to constantly get their approval. Mm-hmm. All of it is abuse. It's not right. Yeah. Because what you don't realize is that they basically have become your God mm-hmm. is basically what is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they want you to do. They want to be your God. Um, they want to control you. So it's definitely something that, like she said, look at both of them. Um, the next one that I'm going to go over, like I said, the other ones, I'll just kind of name out and let you all kind of look that up on your own. Um, but you do have borderline personality disorder as well so this person has unstable moods behavior and relationships and a lot of times you can look at their past and that's why it's so important when you're dating you need to ask people about their past relationships see how they talk about the relationship mm-hmm. when people ask me about a relationship I never talk about just the other person I just don't because that's mm-hmm. that's a lie to come off as if it only took one person no this is what they did this is what I did as they said the only person know the truth really is God and the two people in it so and that's it so if they are constantly coming off as if it was them it was them it was them you need to kind of have a red flag right there with that because um, yep. everybody kind of has their part in it somewhere um, but also because they're unstable they're going to make you unstable. It don't matter how healthy you are emotionally, all of that, because they're unstable and crazy, it kind of makes you a little crazy. Hmm, um, that's the truth, Chloe. <laughs> I know. And like, <laughs> that's woo, the truth. it makes me think of the scripture about, um, it talks about how you shouldn't argue with a fool. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it tells you not to is because you basically have to belittle yourself to a fool Mm -hmm. to be able to argue with a fool Mm -hmm. and in my experience what I've learned when I dealt with somebody like this I went crazy Michelle I thought Mm -hmm. I was crazy I was like do Uh I not I mean I have a bachelor's and master's degree in communications and thought I didn't know how to communicate now don't get me wrong yes I'm not saying I'm I'm perfect because I teach it and I know it however (laughs) I'm like now wait a minute though I've seen this in these books Mm -hmm. I've seen this in class before <laughs> am I crazy they'll make you question yourself yes but mm-hmm. what happens is they're unhealthy they're mm-hmm. not stable um and sadly especially if you are an empathetic person mm-hmm. if you are a loving person and a nurturing person with most most of the time women are mm-hmm. um you'll see that in them and want to try to save them and try to yes. help them that it's not your job right that it's not your job at all and what will happen is you'll start getting destroyed um, through that situation I mean the way I used to react to some things Michelle I when I look back at it now I'm just like I went they basically bring you out of your character that is never oh good. it's a hundred percent true I actually <laughs> my mom and I have it's I, I I guess I say it's a joke but it's really from a really sad experience and it was because I went over to my parents house with my kids for dinner one night and they didn't have like a vegetable and I, my kids were really little and I was trying to make sure that they had vegetables. And I remember looking at my mom exasperating and going, don't we have anything green to eat? And my mom looks at, looked at me and was just like, Oh, that's not you, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and it, it can actually set you off base to the point, like you said, where it's, it's making you crazy. It's making you doubt your reality. It could actually also make you more controlling as you're trying to get some kind of somewhere ground. Yeah. In this very chaotic situation, but you know, so now, I mean, it's not, it's funny, not funny to talk about the broccoli incident, but (laughs) yeah, um, we can look back on it now and laugh. But you know, for me, the reason it's funny now, and and I can say this is because when you've had such a tremendous amount of healing and God brings you into freedom and peace with him, you can look at the chaos you were in before and say, "Mm -mm, nope, nope, never again, not there anymore. Mm -mm, Yeah. Yes. Oh my, oh, 
girl just yes because mm-hmm. I mean you just I mean I can think of how that, that abusive relationship it affects your other relationships yes. like I can think of how I responded to other people about certain things and mm-hmm. I almost want to say I'm sorry I did this then <laughs> that's yes. not who I mean you just change who yes. you even are um I remember like even would go I would go home sometimes you know just to visit And I could just tell my mom knew when I was like coming home or Mm -hmm. when I was like kind of to myself, how happy I was. Like, I felt free, like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm free, (laughs) you know, for Mm -hmm. for an hour or 24 Mm -hmm. hours, you know, and you know that she could see that she could see like, what's going on, you know, with you and you just, you just get so suppressed. And that's, that's just never God's will because God Mm -hmm. has a calling over your life. He has gifted you. He has made you who you are. Anytime you with somebody trying to suppress that, I'm gonna get me wrong. So obviously some things we need to work on that's different. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that's you, I'm talking about that person, that spirit, that soul, that gift that God said was beautiful and was gonna do great things when that is being suppressed, that's a problem in itself. Absolutely. And I think that's probably the easiest way to realize if you're in, in any kind of unhealthy or toxic abusive dynamic is that if this relationship is taking you away from God and away mm-hmm. from your call and is yeah. all about this other person, then it's not a relationship that is serving your individuality and your relationship with God. Yes. I mean, oh, I can say so much today. I'm just going mm-hmm. to the next thing. I'm going to the next <laughs> no. thing. I'm going to the next because I've been listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to the next thing. So, so, so the conversations, um, and we kind of said a lot of this already, they will always be controlling, selfish. They lack seeing themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No matter, you could be talking blue in the face. You can do everything possible. They don't see themselves. And the reason why they don't is because um, it's almost like a spiritual blindness. It's like um, Mm -hmm. the spirit behind these type of behaviors is not of God. And the enemy, his goal always is to deceive us, to blind us to our behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't really realize it's leading us to death. It's leading Mm -hmm. us to just this horrible life. And sadly, Anytime people like this come into your life, um, it's, it's, it's of the enemy, point blank, period. Because the enemy knows that if he brings it in your life, it's going to change the dynamic of your calling. Yes. Basically, his key goal is to destroy you. That's right. basically what he's trying to do. Um, he is trying to destroy you because then what happens is if I destroy you, I destroy your calling. Therefore, I am destroying the people that you're supposed to help. Therefore, destroying those who supposed to get closer to God. That's right. Christ. This that's is so, so good. Oh, that's so good, Chloe. And it, you think about even the next layer of that, it destroys your kids. It yeah. destroys the community that you're supposed to be a part of that you can't be a part of anymore because you're tending to this very crazy situation. Oh, yes. Like, I'm sorry, followers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel bad, you know? Because mm-hmm. you're just, you, you're trying so hard to... I mean, you're just so consumed. You're mm-hmm. so consumed. I mean, yep. and you can't do anything else because you're mm-hmm. so stressed. Well, and I think the on the flip side though, like as we're talking about this, I think one of the things that I did to cope actually was I did everything. I was hyper involved, hyper mm. Pinterest mom, you know, all of <laughs> super, you know, P, like PTA, not PTA, but um, like room helper mom, you know, all that kind right. of stuff. And I thought like, I was just, you know, firing on all cylinders. I was doing everything I possibly could do, but I was doing that 
to avoid all the pain that I was wow. going through. And so I actually was did the opposite. I mean, to everybody else, it looked like, wow, Michelle is just like, phew, <laughs> you know, you can't stop her. <laughs> She's old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I mean, I think that everybody like reacts differently. You know, guys mm-hmm. goes back to how some people retreat. Some yeah. people, they come out a little bit more because they're mm-hmm. kind of trying to distract themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, definitely overcompensating. Like one thing I do believe the enemy knows about me is like when I'm going through things, I really struggle doing like certain things or helping people because I'm like so focused and it's throwing off my emotions. And I had to mm-hmm. learn over time how to just keep moving forward, mm-hmm. even when things are going on. Because I'm like, well, that's the case. I'll always stop doing stuff. But mm-hmm. some things when it's just that crazy and that um, detrimental, don't get me wrong, you all. Now, some stuff is going to happen in your life where your calling for a moment does need to cease, whether that be because you are learning something, God is pruning something, it may be a part of your calling, which you're going right. through. However, everything always is for your good in God's eyes. He's always mm-hmm. trying to if he's allowing that, now some stuff we allow, and then he uses it for our good. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. Don't oh, think good. that God's like, oh yeah, I'm going to let this crazy man come into your life and destroy you because I'm going to use it for good. No, he gives us free will. So if you didn't have discernment about this guy, you're not paying attention to something, whatever reason you got into it, first of all, forgive yourself. We've all been there. And we're going to talk about that too, but he, he will sometimes, because he knows that we do have free will. He can't make us do anything. He's like, oh, I do not want Ashley to go through this. Mm-hmm. I do not want Candace to go through this. Oh, this is going to really hurt her. But he's hoping and praying and rooting and fighting for you that, okay, I can use this for her good. And what the enemy meant for her bad, oh, I'm going to use it for her good. And I'm going to flip it and make it to where she's going to save tons of lives because of what she's going through. However, that's all about your reaction to it. That's the only thing. That's that's wise, Chloe, what you just said. Girl, I'm talking to myself too. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just, because it's some things in my life. The thing is, ladies, you know, as a Christian following God, you know, Jesus Christ, bringing people back to him, you're going to naturally go through things because that's just part of life. Life is just life. It's going to happen. If possible, try your best to be prayerful, use wisdom, have people, um, you know, they have wise counsel to prevent you going through unnecessary hardships though. I know in my life, I've gone through some unnecessary stuff, Michelle. Just unnecessary. Mm, you and me both. <laughs> no, like, and God has used it because he's so loving and kind yeah. and gracious, yep. you know? But if you can like prevent it, ladies, try your best. And I'm just gonna go ahead and move on to the next thing. Me and Michelle know we can just go and go. Go on and on. <laughs> I know. So, uh, but you know, they never think they're wrong. They're insultive, never actually resolve issues. So keep in mind the ones that apologize, You all have great intimacy. They bring you all these gifts, but they really haven't gave you a plan of how they're going to change. And you don't even see a plan in action. So it's just going to keep repeating itself. They're going to say, sorry. It's just a crazy emotional roller coaster. I always, just like she said, the repentance thing, when you ask God for forgiveness, right? We're not supposed to go to God and say, oh Lord, I forgive. You know, will you forgive me? Now this is the thing. He already forgave you anyways. You know, you have Jesus Christ, et cetera. However, they need to have a repented heart and actually be doing something actively to work on it. Not just, yes. I'm sorry, what's the plan? What are you going to do so you don't hurt me again? Not just, oh, I'm sorry, 
And then they just wake up the next day and then do anything different. Yeah. And that the Greek for that word for repentance is to change your mind. And so it needs to be clear from the behavior, not from the words they say, but from the behavior that the mind has changed. And that takes, takes a little practice and takes a little time, but we should be reserving our trust while that is happening. And very Mm -hmm. often what happens is you get kind of sucked back in with these really loving behaviors and all these apologies. And so then you give your trust right back. But we have to be more cautious to watch a person's behavior over time and to hold that trust back from them before Mm -hmm. kind of moving forward in the relationship. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, ladies, I know it's so easy to get brought back in, especially if like you're intimate with them, you in love with them, you care, you want to have hope in that person in a relationship because you want to be with them. And ultimately, sadly, ladies, a lot of times we stay in these situations out of totally just attachment, fear of being alone, feel a fear of feeling the hurt of leaving that situation. And something I try to always remind people is, so you're scared to leave because you don't want to feel hurt. So you don't think the other side of that bridge is actually better than where you are right now though? Because we'll get so focused on that, you know? Yeah. You know, and something else though, too, Chloe, and I think, you know, for especially many of us who've grown up in Christian households, we have been taught to dig in when times get tough. We've been mm-hmm. taught that we're supposed Endure. to hang on. Yeah. And that, you know, in our, mm-hmm. our good example, you know, that their heart can be turned. And while certainly there is space for that in certain kinds of relationships and wow. instances, God is really clear in the Bible that when we are around people who are foolish or angry or deceitful or manipulative or any of these things that characterize an abusive person, we're supposed to distance ourselves from them. Yeah. And that's something that it's, it's difficult though, because the average woman that I speak to, at least through Agape Moms, you know, if she's mm-hmm. gone to her pastor, her pastor sometimes doesn't always know what to do. Nope. And sometimes that old thought process of, well, you know, oh, it's not that bad or, yeah. Pray. Know, or Pray. Yeah, 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 you just, you just keep, you know, do the best you, you be the best you. And, and I did do that. You know, I did go yes. through a period of time where I knew I had to be clean in my own conscience before God, that I was not doing anything oh my, to make yeah. a relationship worst. Mm, And that was when it became extremely clear to me that the abuse had nothing to do with whether or not I was making mistakes or whether or not I was perfect. This is something that is in this person in the choice they make to treat you and nothing you do is going to change that. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I mean, and I will say this when you all are seeking out counseling and help with this. If you ever find yourself in a situation where they are belittling this abuse, you need to find mm-hmm. another counselor yes. immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to find a, uh, the reason why I say, I mean, I think that you, yes, can go to a person that's not a Christian, it's not a problem. Because sometimes, honestly, sometimes the Christian counselors, they so, it's, it's just all about the viewpoint of the person. If you're with a Christian counselor who is just super all about law, Bible-based, you know, oh, endure, God wants to change that person, nah, next, you need to go to another one. Yeah, I think there has to be, to me, I think if, if possible to find that balanced understanding between, and I always approach it this way, you know, the Bible says that we are mind, body, spirit. And so to have someone who can treat all three parts of that, so our mind, our emotions, and then the spiritual side of us, as well as our physical health, if we can find someone who incorporates all of those things, then great. But 
we, if we go too far one way or another, then there's going to be something that we're going to miss. So if you have the ability to find someone who can do both and yeah, if you, it may take some shopping, (laughs) you know, for sure. It does. And when that in itself too really be showing, it really shows you how crazy your situation is. Like, Mm -hmm. um, the person I was with was not going to counseling. Mm -hmm. I was, I know for a fact, I like probably went to counseling like five different people, you know, cause it's like, you're trying to find a resolution answer and there is no answer because it's a spiritual issue. It's a problem too with them mentally and they're the problem, but you do go through this cycle of like, well, let me make sure there's nothing I need to change. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I need to change first. And yeah, like she said, it's a place for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does take a wise therapist. I, I luckily was able to, I ended up finding a therapist. He was super smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was smart, but he was also a Christian and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And I remember he was giving me tactics on how to handle situations. That's so good. Something came up and he said, how do you feel or something when this comes up? And when I say how I felt, he stopped himself. He just stopped. He sat down on the sofa. He switched places with me, actually. Mm. He said, mm, no, nah, this is something different. He said, um, it sounds like y'all are unequally yoked and there's something Ooh. else going on. Yeah. And I mean, I just felt like Holy Spirit just bum rushed that room. That man prayed mm. for me, hugged me. Counselors don't do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I cried. But he was the first person that really stopped and realized like, no, 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 it's something else going on. That's what you need. You need somebody who is going to stop and they're not trying to just go through what the books say or what they think will help you. Like they use that, but they never forget who has the true wisdom, who has the true knowledge and it's the Holy Spirit. And you need somebody who is going to tap into that as well Ugh. when they are counseling you you're know so right and you know I want to piggyback on that too if if you're a woman who's listening and you're thinking like well what about marriage counseling you know it is extremely critical in an abusive or potentially abusive toxic situation that you seek counseling alone yes when yeah. we talk about a deceptive manipulative type personality that oh. will only be played out against a person in yes. a marital counseling setting. And so mm-hmm. if you have any concern at all, what your situation might be, go alone. Yes. Oh, I experienced that, Michelle. I experienced mm-hmm. that. I experienced being in counseling mm-hmm. and they told us to write something. I forgot what it was. We'll have to write something. I looked like I was just like the worst thing ever. Yep. Mm-hmm. He looked just like, well, what's the problem? I mean, yes. he, I'm just like, that's what narcissistic crazy people do he mm-hmm. wants you to think he because that's what they do they want to perform the best they want to come off like they're the good one they're the mm-hmm. victim one and I was just was like this is crazy now eventually he finally saw like oh okay I see he's the problem but yes. I do agree with her on that um and so when you are like when you notice these types we're talking about their actions and reactions. I mean, some of the abuse attacks are gaslighting. Um, if you don't know about that, that is when they kind of like, it almost goes back to what Michelle was talking about where they are take a situation and make you question your sanity. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like grow these little small seeds of doubt in you and it gets bigger and bigger. And then they make the situation bigger than it actually is. We kind of goes into the catastrophic side of it. Uh, but it sometimes can be hard to... I guess recognize sometimes because like, for instance, I don't have a good memory. So if I'm with somebody and they're using this, I won't even, 
no like i'm like no they're probably right like maybe i did forget right. but they start making you question your sanity your wisdom your knowledge and they try to use that to control you as well and it is a form of emotional abuse mm-hmm. you know with it and then also you have like isolation in other words that's when they are trying to keep you to themselves once again that can be really hard in marriage because you know leave to cleave and we should be number one in your life um, and so it's like this balance once again of like, well, wait a minute though, I'm here for God and people as well. You know, yes, my family is first, but if they all, okay, the one thing I noticed, for instance, I didn't realize they were trying to isolate me until it seemed like no matter who it was with or the, or the time frame or season, it was a problem. But I didn't realize it until like a year went by, mm-hmm. like no matter who it was with, somehow I always end up canceling. No matter what I was going, you know, nah, you know, you shouldn't be doing that as a married woman. Mm-hmm. It was always something. And I didn't realize like, oh my God, I canceled on so many things in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. But you just don't see it till you later. You know, you don't see yeah. it till later. You know, but critiques, insults, belittling, belittling, excuse me. Um, and some of their actions and reactions may be they never apologize. If they do apologize, like we said, there's no real change behind it. You were always the issue. You were always wrong. Um, they would turn it, turn small situations to bigger ones mm-hmm. to make you feel bad. And there's always drastic makeups like we talked about. So any of those things, like we say, it's different if it's like one or two things and they apologize, repent. But if this is like going on, like as a relationship, it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we want you to see by these things, how much it affects you, how this abuse affects you. Because sometimes we think only physical abuse is a problem. And honestly, the sneakiest one is emotional abuse. It's mm-hmm. so sneaky mm-hmm. um i was in more of a mental emotional thing because the enemy knew if anybody touched me it's on michelle you hear me like, <laughs> ready you know like he knew not to try to don't try that like this is right. not gonna work with me red flag automatically it had mm-hmm. to be emotional and mental because mm-hmm. it's confusing it's really really yes. hard to mm-hmm. you know it's hard to catch this yes yes especially if you're a person who's really compassionate like you said earlier yeah yeah for sure because I mean you're empathetic and oh well you know they don't know or it's because this happened to them in their past yes yes, that is I see that uniformly it's that well he went through this and so you know he just needs somebody who can understand him I'm here to help him and Mm. I mean I I that's where I came from you know it was just this sense of like I really want to help people and I care about people and that can get flipped around Yeah. And you know, that's such a hard one because it's not that whoever you are with right now, their past isn't valid. It's not that what happened to them wasn't wrong or that it didn't affect them or that it wasn't something serious. And that's what makes you feel sorry for them. Cause you're like, Oh my God, that's horrible. It's so impactful. You know, what happened to them? The problem though, ladies, is that we all have a past. We all have had things happen to us. The question is, what are you doing about it, though? That's right. Who's doing the work? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do they are they aware that their past is affecting them? Are they doing something about it so that they're not hurting you? Goes back to the whole hurt people hurt people. Right. So if they aren't doing something to acknowledge it and work on it, then it's not your job to begin sitting there getting cut and abused because they don't realize that they have a problem. 
and they're hurting. Like that's, God doesn't expect you to do that. He wants you to love them compassionately. And like I said, separate yourself from it. We didn't say anything about divorcing, but I do think that it is a place for separating yourself. Like Michelle said, it's also another scripture that adds on to it. You know, try to correct your brother, then bring somebody else, then Matthew bring another 18. person. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Go through all the steps. Mm-hmm. Yes. It said, if yes. none of those things work, you need to let that person go. You need to let That's them right. be. It says that. Mm-hmm. I tried everything, Michelle. Yeah. Oh, I get it. No, I 100% understand. And I think that's the thing that sometimes we have a wrong understanding of scripture and mm-hmm. we have a wrong understanding of the things that Jesus taught as far as boundaries. And Jesus was very clear with his disciples. He said, you know, if you go to a place and they don't receive you, you leave. Don't Come stay on. there and try and convince them that you're good enough or convince them that it's okay or anything like that. You take the you next stop and you leave. Sounds like to me, I was not made for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I was not. That's the thing, ladies. Like who you are, like, I'm not gonna say it was made for somebody. I hate to say like everything about you is all about a spouse because it's not. That mm-hmm. is a part of your calling if it's God's call. I mean, God calls and desires for all of us to be in healthy, loving relationships. However, don't think that everything about you is about a man or a spouse. It's about what he's called you to do. And the mate coming into your life should supplement that. You all should fulfill each other in the areas of your calling and help each other to do God's calling. But that is not the sole reason why you are who you are. What I will say, though, is that who God has made you, the person that is for you, if that's God's will for your life, they will love and appreciate who you are. They will appreciate mm-hmm. your gifts. They won't try to suppress them. They won't try to critique them. And they definitely won't try to change you. They just, you, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say, and I think the thing that I, I didn't realize that until I got out, you know, mm-hmm. I had been with my ex for 19 years wow. and I had no idea what it was like even to have friends or, you know, guys I've dated that, you know, haven't gone anywhere, but just right. that there can be that, um, that incredible admiration that people mm. can have for you and your call and your giftedness and that sort yeah. of thing. And I never experienced that until after and, yeah. but being on the other side of it, it's like, oh my gosh, like, this is incredible. This is how like relationships of all kinds supposed are supposed to be. To work. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And what's sad is that some of the narcissism um, or the type of personality, they may see the gifts, but they won't necessarily praise you. They'll use them though. And they'll right. use them for their gain and usually for some type of earthly gain. It won't be a focus of God it'll be more so a focus of how can I attain something from this on earth, physically, Mm -hmm. financially, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So watch that too, because it's always, always goes back to like, what's your calling when it comes to God, not them. Um, But when it comes to these different types of abuse and how it affects you, it can affect you and it can be done emotionally. Physical abuse, I think we're pretty obvious on that. Mm -hmm. We know what physical abuse looks Mm -hmm. like. Um, you do have sexual abuse, whether that's mm-hmm. control, domination, withdrawing from it um, mm-hmm. as well. They can use that to control you. It does affect you mentally because it brings a lot of stress, anxiety. Um, I actually was reading, um, I don't know why I was reading this. I guess I just read stuff all the time. <laughs> but I was reading something about uh, PTSD and like when you're in like these stressful situations. Because ladies, that's the sad thing about it. This can cause a form of PTSD when you get out if you have been in a situation like this for a long time. Yes. 
Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. sad because we don't realize that. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you get out, you was trying to figure out why am I responding to these things this mm-hmm. way? I was actually looking up how this type of stress and abuse, it actually changes your brain. And that just blew my mind. Yeah, actually um, they did they did studies and they found that it's similar to what prisoners of war experience. Oh, they, yeah, and I was in a war. Yeah, That's what I was in. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Spiritual war. Yep. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's 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 just crazy like how this stuff I mean it was somehow something with an amygdala and the way you respond to stress and fear mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when you're in situations like this you're so stressed your brain is under so much turmoil it's adjusting see God is so amazing he made your body he makes it to where your body can adapt to things mm-hmm. so it can survive everything your brain body does is to survive so when you're in a situation like this, it's adjusting yourself. It's making you more alert because uh, you're stressed all the time. So it thinks that you're in a war zone. It thinks you're in some form of a war zone. Like a bear is going to come attack you in the next five minutes. Are mm-hmm. you ready? That's mm-hmm. what your body is doing. And sadly, when you're in this eggshell type relationship, you're in a very heightened state. I mean, Michelle, I, when I was in this situation, I was in counseling more. I had to get on medication. It was mm-hmm. affecting my body. Mm-hmm. I was just in this heightened PTSD mode all the time. Noises were very sensitive mm. um, to me. It was crazy. Yeah, um, and the thing is, yeah. it becomes normalized because it's a little bit over time, just a little mm-hmm. more, a little more, a little more. And then you don't even sometimes realize how reactionary you are yes. until you maybe look back over like a 10 year span of time and go, wow, mm-hmm. I've changed a lot and not in a good way. Oh, my goodness. You know? um, and it's like until you get out and you were guilt, you're just in this. Um, I actually was at work today and she, I think my boss, they're just so fun on our means. She's like, oh, what do you think? You know, listen, what's one good thing you gained from last year? And you know, everybody was talking about different things. I said, you know what? I gained peace and being mm-hmm. back to the person God called me to be, mm-hmm. who I am as a person. Yeah. And like, it's nothing like it, that, that mm-hmm. peace and freedom. And I notice I don't need a lot of my medicine anymore. Mm-hmm. I notice that certain things just don't bother me anymore that they used mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sad part about it. You know, it affects you in this mental, emotional, physical, which at the end of the day goes down to your spiritual. Yeah. Um, and you question even your faith in God sometimes because you're you just do. like, what is going on? I'm praying. Yes. Yes. Um, you, you know, know, and I think though, the hope in all of this, Chloe, you know, as much as we're talking about, it changes you and it can make you reactionary. I mean, it can make mm. you feel like a zombie, yeah. but it can be healed. It can. Yes. It and can be as healed. you're even talking about, and I've talked a little bit about, but there is an other side to this. Yes. And that yeah. there is freedom and that you, you can grow into an even stronger, more confident woman coming mm-hmm. out of something like that. Yes. And you know, I might, if I was in a crowd, you could see me, Michelle, my hand, my fist was up. Yes. Freedom. (laughs) You know, even though it's affecting all of these things and, you know, they can use financial sometimes even as abuse Mm -hmm. and control and neglect. And it's, it's affecting you so much. I'm hoping, you know, as we come back, we're going to take a little break. We've shown you what's bad. We've shown you how it can affect you because we want you to recognize that there is no way to get help healing and freedom and wisdom if you don't even realize what you're in. If you don't realize you're in a war zone, you don't even know what armor you need to have with you because you don't even realize you're in a war zone. That's right. Uh, Mm -hmm. When we come back, we're going to go over as far as like what to do, how to deal with these situations, how to heal. And it's always giving you hope because there is hope because God has already overcome the world. And no matter what the enemy is trying to do to destroy you, he will not 
have victory. So we'll be right back in just a second. Here's to a new year of not only letting go of the past, but also letting go of some people. You may be going through a breakup or a divorce and you want to leave that year of heartache, pain, and tears behind you and step into a new life of restoration, healing, and I'm sure of letting go. The breakup, how to let go of your ex, heal, forgive, and move forward is now available on chloeumgooden.com. And I hope that in this book, I'm able to walk with you as you learn to heal from your past, let go of your exes, be able to forgive, and ultimately move forward into the life God has for you. Have a happy new year. To continue hearing our conversation of how to recognize, handle, and recover from toxic and abusive relationships in dating, marriage, and co-parenting relationships, please see part two on the Convo with Chloe podcast, and we cannot wait to be able to not only show you how to recognize and handle it, but in this second part, how to recover and heal from these relationships. Hope you enjoy it, and God bless. As always, you can visit chloeumgooden.com for more books, blogs, podcast topics, as well as resources. You can also contact me there for any questions and or also if you have anything that you want to inquire about with the podcast, as well as speaking events. As always, I hope that I'm able to lead you into healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ. And make sure to subscribe so you can learn more about the Chloeum Good Ministries, as well as stay up to date. Until next time, God bless.